Welcome, everybody. Good to be with all of you this morning. Uh, happy 2018, uh, 2019 from Pastor Rachel and myself and our family. We just, I feel like I've been pumping up 2019 so much to all of you. If you've had a conversation with me in the last week, I've been like, best year yet. Like, this is going to be the best year. So I've been pumping it up big, but we're excited for what God did in 2018. And man, 2019, like, can we, I got to stir some faith up in you this morning because God is going to do something we believe in your heart, in your life, and in your family in 2019. And we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about prayer and about fasting. But before we get there, Pastor Shane missed one thing, I think. Did we talk Hey DJ? Like, Hey DJ is next Sunday. It is going to be the invite Sunday or the invite series, really, of the winter for us. And so if you haven't yet, we've got invites in your seats. Pastor Shane hasn't preached in two weeks. Lord have mercy. It's going to be some straight fire. <laughs> He's had a baby. It's going, to be, it's going to be a little bit of crazy next Sunday. But we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some DJs spinning some tracks. What an applicable message series for us getting into a new year just to, to get God to, to re, redo the track in our minds that constantly is remunerating over and over again. And so I'm excited for that. And just to have some fun in church. Like, I'm telling you, church needs to be fun. Somebody, The moment that we stop having fun at Resident, I will tell you right now, I am the first to walk out those doors and leave because church needs to be fun. It needs to be fun, right? I didn't grow up in an environment where we had a lot of fun in church. And so this is life-giving for me every single Sunday. But as Pastor Shane mentioned, we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. And twice a year, we take a moment, we take a deep breath before a new year begins. And we just say, God, let, help us to reprioritize some things in our life. What are the priorities in our life? Help us to take a step back and to look at our schedule and say, what is in there? And so today we're going to look at that. And we do that twice a year. In August, we do prayer, just prayer. So 21 days of prayer and feasting. Come on, eating as much as you want. But in January, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And some of you today are already on your, maybe it's a Daniel fast, so you've cut out some things. Rachel on the coffee. Maybe it's, uh, you know, Daniel fast is around vegetables and fruit and some whole foods. We cut out some sugars and some things like that in our life. Uh, maybe for some of you today, you're just, uh, it's social media. And maybe you're saying, you know what, 21 days I'm going to give up social media. I see a few of you already like twitching a little bit because you haven't checked your Instagram yet this year. And so I think that that's something you can be doing is giving up social media for 21 days. But maybe today you're here and you're just hearing about this for the first time. And what we want you to know is that you're invited to join us at any time throughout this journey, whether it's this week or next week. Some people will find out the tail end and we just would always say, just jump in. Jump in and be a part of what we're doing here in 21 days Pastor Shane gave us a great lead-up last week in his host. I don't know if you remember uh, the wisdom he had to say, hey, you know, what you need to do is you need to prepare yourself for a fast, right? You need to be, like, taking in baby steps so when you get to the day where it begins, that it won't be such a big challenge. And so I didn't listen to anything what Pastor Shane said last week. And so it was, like, burgers and fries last night, which I already regret right now. And then cold turkey, like Rachel, we did cold turkey coffee this morning. And so the withdrawals yet for caffeine have not yet set in, but at some point this morning... Uh, they will, and maybe in the first service, maybe in the second. And I don't know what that's going to look like. It might, uh, it might be tears. It might be, I might just start yelling at you, or I might just crawl up <laughs> on the stage and just go to sleep. So either way, roll with me this morning. But I'm excited about today. It's so rare we get to talk about fasting. You know, it's actually one of the least known disciplines in the church is fasting. And so what I want to do today is actually talk about prayer and talk about fasting, how this applies to us today in 2019, and it's so important as a church. Again, we talk about it so, so rarely. And what I want to do, though, really, 
is before we get to the end of today, is I want us to spend some time in prayer. Because I don't want us to just talk about prayer or teach about prayers. I want us to spend a moment together as a church praying into 2019, leaning in to all that, has, that God has for us, raising our faith together today as we head in to 2019. You might be wondering today, why is this so important to us? Like, why would we take 21 days? Why would we take a whole message on what prayer and fasting is? And what I love about our church is that everyone in the room is in a different place in your spiritual journey. Everybody here, whether you've been a Christian all your life, whether you're just kicking tires like Pastor Shane said this morning on church and on God. But what I want to do today is I want you to leave here with a starting point. Like a place where you can leave here and say, I can be a part of this 21 days of prayer and fasting. Whether you've been praying your whole life or today, it might be the first time you've ever prayed in your entire life. And I want to give you the tools that you can take with you over the next 21 days to help you in that. Now, prayer and fasting for me is an interesting subject to be speaking on because a few weeks ago when Pastor Shane came to me and said, hey, I'm going to need you to preach on January the 6th. It's going to be prayer and fasting. We're going into 21 days. To be honest, for me, that's, that was really challenging to hear because for me, on the outside, I said, yeah, you bet. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Let's go. I'm ready. But inside, there's actually a lot of guilt and shame in my own prayer life. And it's almost hard to admit that as your pastor today, is that my journey in prayer has been challenging, uh, and it's been difficult. And I'm going to get to that in a few moments. But what I want to do today is encourage every single one of you that regardless of where you're at in your faith journey, that that's why we do this together as a church. You've got people around you who are going to encourage you and love you and inspire you and keep you accountable. Lord, have mercy on the coffee. Come on, me and Rachel can keep each other accountable. No one's up early making coffee in the morning. And so that's what we're going to do together in this next 21 days. And I'll tell you, one of the highlights of my 2018, one of the absolute highlights was when a small group of us, one of our teams, we were together and we were having a meeting one night in someone's living room, randomly, in Surrey. And at the end of the night, we, we went into a time of prayer together. And we were praying together and laying hands on each other. And there's a couple in our group and they were struggling to get pregnant. They've been praying for years that God would give them a baby. And so we just surrounded them and we laid hands on them. And we started praying in faith, believing that God would give them a child. Come on, church. We were together there, uniting our hearts to say, we believe in faith that God's going to give you a baby. And let me tell you, four days later, we got a text message saying, Pastor Troy, we are pregnant. And how amazing. Can we give God some praise this morning for that? That God shows up when we pray. So today, there's a foundation of prayer and fasting that I want to talk about. And it all begins with a connection and a disconnection. A connection to God in prayer, but the fasting component is a disconnection. I want to talk about that for just a moment, is the fasting part of this journey. And the first thing is that fasting isn't punishment. So if you think that fasting is a way to just punish your body or for, you know, we've been bad this year, so we just need to punish ourselves, that is absolutely not what it is. What it is is we are creating space in our life. So that we can put God in that place so that he can move more in our life than he put previously. And it's all throughout the New Testament. We see it. We see fasting all throughout the Bible. In Acts 13, Acts is a historical account of the, of the church at that time. In Acts 13, some of the leaders were gathered together. And here's what it says in chapter 13. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I called them. So while they were praying 
and fasting, the Holy Spirit showed up and spoke to them and said, send these two guys out to do my ministry. And Paul as well endorses fasting in the New Testament. In 2 Corinthians, he's talking about his life, his struggle, and he says this, he says, in toil and hardship, through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often in fasting. Paul knew the discipline and the reality of fasting in his own life. But here's why it's so important for us, for you and for me, is that we are running at our absolute max, most of us in the room here today. Like if you were honest with yourself and you took a step back and you took a look at your calendar, is you're maybe even running past your max. You're stressed out. Anxiety constantly is creeping into your world. There's no place, there's not a moment in your calendar and that is stressful. And what we're gonna do in these next 21 days is we're gonna take a step back and we're gonna look at that. And we're praying, say, God, what would you have me do? How can I remove something out of my life to create space for you? Let's reprioritize God. Let's put him back in the top seat in our life in these next 21 days. And that can look like a whole bunch of different things like we mentioned. It could be a Daniel fast. You might choose to fast one meal. Maybe it's just lunch. You know, maybe it's social media for you. And that's just the thing that when you went to God and said, God, what is it? Immediately your phone, it buzzed and you're like, ah, that's it right there. Every single moment I'm grabbing my phone and, and those six hours a day that you're gonna get back to you, you can take a portion of that and use that for prayer. But I believe, church, with all my heart, that if we can disconnect from something and reconnect with God over the next 21 days, that God can do something inside of us in 2019. That is far beyond anything that you or I could do in our own ability. So that's fasting. That's why it's important to us that we do it here. I'm gonna be on a Daniel fast, a slightly hybrid of a Daniel fast, but today was tough. No coffee in me, and I'm, I'm, I'm surviving. So we're gonna go into, a, into the next section, which is on prayer. So that's why fasting is so important to us. And I wanna look at prayer for a moment. And as I mentioned before, there, this has been an interesting faith journey for me in and around prayer. But there's two things that I have been taught that have been very, very helpful to me along the way. And so I'm going to share those with you today. And my hope, again, is if you've been praying a long time, or today is your first day in prayer, even hearing about prayer, that you'll be encouraged by these things. And the first thing is a cultural component that I'm praying actually becomes a part of our culture here at Resonate. And we can actually get it into the DNA and the fabric here, and that's two simple words, and it's pray first. Pray first, it's as simple as that, pray first. So when I wake up in the morning, if I'm gonna make prayer part of my lifestyle, like not just a little add-on to my life, but actually a lifestyle of prayer, pray first has helped me so much. So when I wake up in the morning, before my feet hit the ground, I say a quick prayer, I say, God, would you help me today? God, help me love people. Help me serve you. Help me be there for people in my world. Thank you for another day in Jesus' name. When I'm going into a meeting, if you're going into a meeting at work, before you walk into that door, take a moment and stop and pray first. Say, God, would you help me in this meeting today? God, I, I don't know where this company's headed. I got, I got questions. I got concerns, God. But would you help me today? Give me discernment as I move into this meeting. Maybe you're going to pick your kids up from school and you've had a rough day at work and you pull into that school parking lot and you're about to jump out of the car. Stop for a moment and say, God, I need your help today. I need your patience. Help me love these kids like you love these kids. You hear what I'm saying? Church, if we're going to create a culture of prayer, if we're going to make this a daily discipline of ours, is we need to just pray 
first. And that's something that all of us today can take away and do better. That's something you can walk out of here today and tomorrow morning wake up and say, I'm going to start to pray first in situations in my life. That's helped me in a huge, huge way in my prayer journey. And the second thing is interesting. In my journey of faith, in my journey of prayer, so often the shame and the, and the guilt that I felt that's creeped up in me around prayer is because I haven't started with a plan. Now, it sounds weird to think about prayer and, and having a plan or having a guide, but it is so important that in the discipline of prayer that you have something that's leading you through the way. Like, I thought as a Christian that I should just have this figured out, and maybe you're with me today, that I should just, I should be able to wake up at 5 a.m. and just pray for an hour or two, like, with no structure. Now, just, just lean into prayer, and I should just love that. Like, I should just want to do that. But the problem is, is that I didn't, and that a lot of shame and guilt I would feel because of that. But church, there are guides, there are ways for you to pray. And in a few moments, I want to walk us through one of those in a way that Jesus taught us how to pray. Because prayer, hopefully this lifts the weight off you today. Because I know it did for me. Prayer is hard work. A lot of days, it's hard work. Prayer, prayer takes discipline. And you know with anything else in your life that's good, that takes discipline, is that it's hard to do that. My wife, as many of you know, Lover, she is uh, a beautiful wife. She's an amazing mother, but she's also a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. And so she does boot camps and she does personal training. Anyways, uh, back a couple of years ago, uh, I showed up to one of her classes. I don't go often. You'll know why in a moment. But I don't go often, but I did. And that morning, uh, I walked into class, uh, and it was, a whole, it was all women. Usually it's a mix of men and a mix of women, but I walked in there, and I was the only guy. And so I kind of got... You know, us guys were like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to kill this class. Like, I'm ready for it, right? So I kind of walked in all testosterone, like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And then halfway through the class, I'm, I'm giving Rachel some signs. Like, we, had, we didn't have any, like, emergency signals, but I'm giving her, like, I'm not, I'm not doing okay. Like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm going white in the face. She's, she's looking at me a little weird, and I'm like, I'm not doing good. And I actually had to exit that class, go to the bathroom, and I was dry heaving over the waste paper basket while these ladies are in there killing it. They're halfway through a workout. Moms, they're crushing it. She doesn't give you any breaks. That's why she doesn't do it. There's no water breaks. It's just cardio in your break. It's brutal. But the reason why my wife is in better shape than I am, the reason why she can do probably a couple boot camps in a row is because she's disciplined in her fitness, right? When it's not easy... When it's early morning, she prioritizes, puts it first, and she can get through an entire boot camp class, right? And that's the same thing in our faith journey, in our prayer journey, is that it's a discipline. It's something you wake up and you do sometimes when you don't feel all tingly inside. Or you do and you got to pick up a guide and look at that and say, wow, this is how I need to pray. And that's been so helpful for me over the years. So what I want to do is I want to take the next couple moments before we go into a time of prayer together as a church. And I want to look at a prayer in the Bible Jesus actually taught us how to pray, and he did that in the book of Matthew. He was teaching his disciples and some of the people around him. He was saying, this is how you should pray, and it's really a guide for us that I want us to use today, and hopefully it can be a tool for you to take with you over the next 21 days. If you struggle in your prayer life, if you're like praying and you get distracted quickly, this is for you. This is a way that you can look at consciously and go through step by step and pray. And this has helped me so much and deep in my prayer life. But it's found in Matthew chapter 6. We'll put it up on the screen behind me. It's the Lord's Prayer. I don't know if you grew up in church. I did. I memorized this prayer from a very young age. 
But what, what never made sense to me is I thought that, that I could just recite this prayer and that was good. But I never, it never made sense that how could I just say this prayer and, and that would cover everything. And so as I've been studying this prayer and learning more about it, it's amazing that there's some themes and there's some headings throughout this prayer that'll help us in our journey and in our prayer times over these next 21 days. So here's the prayer, Matthew chapter 9. It's Jesus says, so pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So we're going to look at this in pieces. If you're taking notes today, it would be a great day to take some notes down as to what each section means to help you out. But let's start at the beginning. Our Father in heaven. Really, the reminder Jesus is giving us here is that this is a personal relationship. Like, we're not praying to a distant God somewhere far on, beyond the clouds, beyond the stars. This is a God who is near and he's close to us. He is a father. And for many of us in the room today, we would struggle when we say the word personal relationship. Because you know what? Personal relationship on this planet looks a lot of different ways. And maybe you've been hurt by a personal relationship. Maybe it's been a marriage that's hurt you. Maybe even your own relationship with your father and the pain that's come from that. So often when we hear personal relationship, we look at God and we view God the way that we would view our relationships here on earth. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. This is God is your father. He's wrapping his arms around you. He is close to you. Really, if we don't get this right to start, if we don't make this personal, the whole thing falls apart. It really does. That's why Jesus gave us this at the start, is our father in heaven. Let's make it personal. From there, he goes on and says, hallowed be your name. Now, hallowed isn't a word that we use often here, you know, even in our own language, right? But all it means is holy is your name or to give honor to his name. And in this part of the prayer, it's about praying the names of God and thanking God for who he is, praying and worshiping those names. So who is God to us in our life? So God, you're my peace. Now, when my life is a mess, when it is chaos, when I'm, when I'm sprinting and I, I can't find my way, God, thank you that there's a peace, that you promised me a peace. God, you're my hope. God, you're my hope that when, when I'm struggling, that I can put all of my hope and all of my faith in you. God, you're my provider. And I've prayed this one so often. God, you are my provider. My bank account, my job is not my provider. God, you are my provider. So we've created this personal connection with God. Then we've worshiped his names. We're reminding our spirit of who God is to us. From there, we go into your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice the word your twice. Your kingdom your will. Really what Jesus is reminding us is we need to be praying God's agenda first. And you know what is on God's agenda? His number one thing on his agenda is other people. So this part of the prayer, you're praying for other people. So we pray for our leadership in our federal government. We pray for our leadership in our provincial government, in our, in our communities. We pray for Mayor Stewart. We pray for the teachers of this school, the principal of this school. You pray for people in your life. You pray for others. Maybe you host a resonate group. 
daily you're praying into the lives of the people in that Resonate group. Number one on God's agenda is other people. You know what I love about the simplicity of this prayer? Like, like three words, right? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. You know, one of the prayers that I prayed in my own life, probably the most desperate prayers I ever prayed, and the most genuine prayers, it was six words long. And what I found myself is actually, I found myself in a place about three and a half years ago that I had made my life about my own kingdom and about my own will. And so I was in desperate, a desperate space for God to just do something in my life. I was so spiritually dry. And those six words, all I came up with was, God, I choose to be brave. And what that meant for me is that I had created this world for myself of safety, right? It was my own kingdom I had built. And I was desperate for God to show up in my world and do something. And those six word words set off a trajectory, which is why we're actually here today. We left Kelowna and we moved down here. Prayer is the power to do that. In church, it's not eloquent prayers. Like if you're here today thinking you need to pray some fancy words or some long, long prayer, you don't. But you need to have a heart that's saying, God, I am desperate for you. And just pray to him with just normal words. Use your regular language when you pray. Next, he says, give us this day our daily bread. So we've created this personal connection. We've worshiped the names of God. We've prayed his agenda first, right? We've prayed for others in our life. And now Jesus says, now turn your request to God. Now pray for the needs that you have in your own heart. Really turn to God for everything. How much in this life are we relying on our own strength and our own smarts? We need to turn to God. So in my prayer life, this is where I start to pray, God, help me in my job. God, you help me to be a better father, a father that sees my kids and loves my kids. Help me be a better husband that loves my wife. This is a moment where we take for ourselves and we say, we've prayed for others, we put them first, but now God, I got some needs in my life. And we raise our requests up before God. From there we go to forgive us our debts as we would forgive our debtors. And what this is saying is forgive us as we forgive others. Daily confessing our prayers to God, such an important part of our one-on-one prayer time with God. And maybe a confession for you today, maybe when you think about confession, you're thinking about like head hung low, like kind of I'm ready for my punishment. And, and that's not at all what confession is. Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. So you get to approach God in confidence and say, God, I'm a mess. Like, I messed up, I've messed up, but God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins in my life. I love John, 1 John 1, 1.9. It says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful. God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then there's the forgiving others part. Jesus reminds us that if you have unforgiveness in your heart, my gosh, the root of bitterness, the anger that you can hold inside of you, when you're not daily going to God and forgiving others, others are gonna hurt you. It's gonna happen. Daily, we need to be going to God and forgiving other people. Then it lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
temptation is coming. It's not a matter of whether you're going to be tempted or not today. It's when you'll be tempted and what you're going to do about that. So in this time of prayer, this is a time where we go and we actually start to fight a bit of a spiritual battle. And I love it in Ephesians 6, it says that when we're fighting against the evil one, that so often we make this fight against flesh and blood. Like in this world, we see things like person to person. But what God's saying is in Ephesians 6, Paul writes, for we are not we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We need to be aware, church, that we are at war every single day. And we need to fight. We need to fight. And that's how we do that is in prayer, is we fight this battle against what's evil is going on in the world. So God, I pray that you would protect my family protect our church. God, we pray against addiction in Jesus' name. This is a moment, church, when we need to get in a fight mode together and go to war. And lastly, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Really, this brings us right back to the start where we point everything back to God. And we say, God, this is all for your kingdom and I can only do this in your power and it's all for your glory. Church, would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to invite the worship team to come back and to join us here. But what I want to do something a little bit different here today is what I want to do is I want us to take this guide, take this way that Jesus taught us how to pray, and I want us to actually put this into practice. Like I said, if we're just talking about this, if we're just preaching about this, if this is only 21 days for us, and then we just revert back into normal life, how, what good is that? This is the start of a new year of 2019. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to pray this together. And what I would say, have you do with me is if you feel comfortable praying out loud, that's fine. If you want to pray quietly in your own heart, that's amazing. Let me get you guys to drop the, the house lights as well here too, just to create an atmosphere of worship and prayer. And so today, as I pray, we're going to go through each heading step by step. Would you pray with me? Join me in prayer together as a church as we go into 2019. That this would be the focal point, that Jesus will be the focal point. And so let's start. So our Father in heaven, church, let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, God, I don't always see you as my Father. I struggle, God, with my own relationships and the hurt that I feel from those at times, God. But today I want to say that you are my Father and I accept the love that you have for me, God. I allow you to wrap your arms around me. God, thank you that you're a Father who loves me unconditionally. Thank you, God. And hallowed be your name, God. We worship your names today. God, you are my hope. When I had no hope a few years ago, God, you were my hope. God, I pray that hope over this church. God, increase the way that we see you in 2019. God, you are our joy. God, you're not our happiness. God, you are our joy. Because joy happens not in always the best of times, but you give us joy in mourning. You give us joy in struggle. So I pray joy right now over this church in Jesus' name in 2019. That we be a church filled with joy. God, you are my provider. When I struggle with financial issues, when I have fear about paying the bills, God, you're my provider. I look to you alone, not to my jobs, not to what's in my bank account is providing to me. God, I look to you, Jesus. 
I look to you, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, church, let's pray for the leadership in our country and in our province and in our city. God, as we step into 2019, we pray for Justin Trudeau at the highest level of leadership in our country, God. We pray for John Horgan in beautiful British Columbia, God. Be with him. God, for Mayor Stewart, who we love, the personal connection we have with our mayor here. Thank you for his love for people. God, his love for you, God. Give him wisdom this, this year, God, as he deals with a, a culturally and, and a polarized political landscape in Coquillam. God, be with him as he leads. God, I pray for the leadership in this school. What a blessing this school is to us. God, I pray for the principals and the vice principals and the teachers. I lift up the entire custodial crew that serves us every single week here. Thank you, God, for them, for their servant hearts serve us every single Sunday. God, thank you for the people in our resonate groups, the group leaders right now. If you've got people in your groups, lift them up. Lift their families up. God, I thank you for John and Maggie. Thank you for Carlos and Jim. For Andy, for Jamie, for Matt, for Alex. God, be with them. God, reveal yourself to them this year. Give us this day our daily bread. God, we've got needs today. We put others first, but God, you know the needs that we have. God, come on, church, lift up your needs for him. Lift up your needs. God, is it healing in your body? God, I pray for healing right now in Jesus' name, that 2019 would start with healing in bodies, with restoration in marriages and in relationships. In Jesus' name, God. Thank you, God for the work you're going to do in our lives in 2019. And forgive us our debts. And help us to forgive others, God. And we confess that we are sinful. We are a mess. We are in need of you. But thank you for Jesus. And we're not in a posture of head down. We're in a posture of hands raised saying, thank you for the cross. Thank you, God, for the cross. Help us to forgive others, God, as you've forgiven us. You modeled that for us, God, that we were, we were still a mess. Thank you, Jesus. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, as we go into 2019, we just acknowledge right now that we're going to be tempted. There's going to be things in our life that are going to be challenging, God. But we want to approach that knowing that you are with us and you are for us, and you're gonna give us the strength on a daily basis, God, as we go to you and surrender these things to you, God, we pick up your strength. And God, we go to war today. Come on, church, we need to go to war in 2019 for our city and for our families and for our marriages, God. So right now, we tell you, devil, you can't have the marriages in Resonate Church. You can't have the relationships in Resonate Church. God, we pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that you would bring relationships back together. Come on, church. Let's go to war together. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We pray against addiction in Jesus' name. Anything that's holding us back from experiencing your full love and grace and mercy, we just surrender to that before you, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God, we turn it all back to you. 
we turn it all back to you at the start of our 2019. We say as Resonate Church that this is all for your kingdom. Everything that we do is for your kingdom, God. We cannot do this in our own power, in our own strength. We try. You see us trying, God, but we right now, we give that up. We say we pick up your strength as we go into a new year, God. And this is all and only for your glory, King Jesus. And in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, church. Everybody said a good amen and amen. Can we give God some praise this morning? Come on, church. I hope that's helpful and a model by which you can take and pray. What we're going to do is we're going to go into a moment of worship right now with the team. We've prayed. We've laid our requests before God. But now I want to take a moment as a church and lean into the next 21 days. Tell God who he is as the team leads us this morning. Come on, church.
closed for a moment. What an amazing atmosphere of worship this is. But maybe you're here today and we talked about personal relationship with Jesus that you, you don't have a personal relationship but you would stand here today and you haven't taken that first step in your faith journey which is saying Jesus I'm all in. Making that decision to follow Jesus. In a moment I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. Or maybe you're here today and you've walked away from God. Like you at one time you were close to him but you know consciously you've walked away from God and you want to come back to God this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, Pastor, include me in a quick prayer. If that's you here today, you say, I've never made this decision before or you're coming back to God. Would you just slip up your hand? We're not going to embarrass you or call you out or center you out. Would you just raise your hand this morning? Pastor, include me in that prayer. Church, would you join me this morning and pray this prayer together as a church family? We'd say, Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you everything. I surrender it all to you. Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again so I could be forgiven of my sin, past, present, and future. Jesus, help me to live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, come on, church. Amen and amen. Come on, can we give God some praise this morning for those that made that decision? Come on, church. Let me hear you. 